Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, the Glory Room. I'm Prophet Lou. Before we get started, uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Most of all, we ask you to forgive us of the sins we have done. Father God, we ask you to bless us today. Help us to apply the word to our lives. Help us to understand what you're trying to say to us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you onto this podcast. We ask you to pour out your wisdom and knowledge into us. Father God, we ask you to bless the ones that are reading it and bless the ones that are hearing it. Father God, we also ask that you get the increase and I get the decrease. We ask that um, you help me to teach in the spirit and not in the flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's verse is James 4.17. So whoever knows the right thing to do fails to do it for him. It is a sin. Subject, the weight of wisdom. Christian truths, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I'm learning. I'm needing God. I'm happy. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't know everything. I can say I try to know as much as I can. I I try to understand things I don't because I don't like to be in the unknown. I don't like to ask for help either. I refuse to do it. I rather struggle to do it and learn through it than to depend on anyone. But as I'm growing in God, I learned that and realized that I need him. If I don't need anyone else, if I don't ask anyone else for help, I ask him. I realized that on this journey in God, that as much as we can say that we know this story or that story, we are still, we still fully don't know the stories in the Bible because in one day we can read a chapter, come back two days or two months later and obtain something else. The reason is this is because as we grow in God, our perspective will change and causes us to see things differently. God doesn't mind the questions. God doesn't mind us lacking. Still, he wants us to seek him to know. Every day I pray, I ask God to give me wisdom and knowledge, to give me what I'm lacking, because I don't want it to be a time in my life that I don't know. The Bible verse tells us today that for us to know the right thing and fail to do it, we fail ourselves, and it's a sin. Sure, there's a lot in the Bible we don't know, but the thing we do know, we should avoid doing them. So we won't ever be placed in a category to know and still do the opposite. When I was a child, my mom told me the stove was hot. She said, I still wanted to touch the stove. So she said, one day I touched it. She said, I realized then that the part I was touching was very warm. But I knew I shouldn't have touched it. What could she do? I didn't get burned, but what I felt, it was extremely warm because I wouldn't stop. This is just like our spiritual life. When God tells us not to do something, and we still go out of our way to do it, knowing it's wrong, what do we expect to happen? We will get burnt by whatever he's telling us to let go of. What is God telling you to let go of? What do you What do you know you shouldn't be doing and you're still doing it? John 9 and 41, Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you will have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. Jesus says this, that when you are blind, there are no guilt found in you. Still, now that you can see, your guilt remains because when we don't know, we can't be held accountable for anything. But when we study our word, we learn that gossiping is wrong, saying cruel things is wrong, cussing is wrong, gluttony is wrong. When we learn these things, we know it and understand it. We are held to a higher standard. It's nothing we can say about our actions because we know that what what is now considered wrong, even with speeding in certain areas, if it is not posted, How do we know that is speeding? When they take the time to post the speed, we can't say, I didn't know. When we know, we must respect the law of the land. 
Jesus was telling this guy, he, he just gave sight to this very thing. We have to be careful with our knowledge. We have more knowledge, more responsibility, less knowledge, fewer responsibilities. But as we open ourselves up to knowing more, we learn. We can't expect to be treated as someone that doesn't know. John 9 and 39, Jesus said, for judgment, I will come into the world so that the blind will see and those who will become blind. Now that we know these things, do we do the right thing or do we continue to do the very thing we know we shouldn't? Whether we do it because it brings us comfort or we do it because it's how, it's in how it makes us feel, wherever the reason may be, when we do it, we must understand that we have the free will to do what we like. But, but, are we going to do the right thing and stay away from the things that bring sin into our lives and heart? Sin doesn't just happen, but affects every part of our being. It affects our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual state. But we can stop. But we can stop it from spreading in these areas of our lives because it tells us this in the Bible, James 1 15. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. See, we don't see this with our natural eye, but we can see this and understand this deeper once we understand how sin weighs in our lives. We have desires, and it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to spiritual death because sin can't conceive nothing but death. Death causes us to have a bridge between God and us because we choose to give birth to something we shouldn't and couldn't just ignore and said no to. But a lot of times we refuse to say no to our ways and our wants, even if we know the damage it could do to us. Today, we learned that we are held accountable for our sins. When we know them, we are blind. When we don't know, but the moment we read the whole, the read the, and the Holy Spirit brings our attention, we are fully aware and it's a sin. But we can't stay in the dark about sin. We must learn everything we can about our walk with God so that we can please him. We can't please him with our own works, but by faith and walking in the light. Today, if you're unsure about what you're doing, as, as what you're doing, ask God to show you what you are doing wrong so that he can help you through whatever it is. We never want to remain blind. We want to see and walk in the light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything. We ask you to help us to accept the knowledge we, we know and now to do anything that will cause us to sin. Help us not to do anything to cause us to sin. Help us to be aware of what we are doing. We thank you for everything you have done. We thank you for the love you've given us every day. Lord, we want to know more of your word. Please guide us in your truth. Help us to stand on it. Lord, we ask that you go with us without throughout our day and help us to be kind and treat others the way we want to be treated. Lord, we thank you for Thank you, and we are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. So, today, the subject is the weight of wisdom. It's a heavy weight to have wisdom. It's a heavy weight to have knowledge. Because like the, the like in 9, John chapter 9 and 30, 9 and 41 says, Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you have no guilt. But know that you say, we see, now that you say that we see, your guilt remains. Your guilt remains. The moment that we obtain wisdom and knowledge about any sin, we know we're in the known. We're fully, we fully can see. But the moment that we get this information, what do we do? Do we stop or do we continue in it? What we should do is stop participating in any sin that we know is a sin, not deliberately doing it. If you know cussing a sin, don't cuss. If you know lustfulness is a sin, don't do it. If you know anything in perversion is a sin, don't do it. 
If you know these things, stay away from these things. If you have a problem or addiction to certain something, ask God. God, I have a problem. I have addiction to this to this sin. I know now this is a sin. I don't want to do it anymore. But as we learn and we grow in God, you're going to obtain wisdom about things that you do every day that you wouldn't know that was a sin until you read it. And it's up to us to be responsible with the, the, the wisdom that we have and the knowledge that we have. It's great weight to it. Yes, pray for wisdom and knowledge. Pray for it every day. But know this, that once you know, you cannot continue in that sin and say that you're walking in the light of God. Because things that are simple takes you out of the light of God. We are trying to walk on the straight and narrow. And when we're walking on the straight and narrow, that road is tight. It's tight. It's a lot of things that you used to could do, you get away with it. But now you're a mature Christian. Or you're starting to be a babe in Christ. Or you're learning different things. You have to pick and choose. Will you continue to, to walk in this era or or will you continue to walk blindly? And let's grab our Bible, uh, John 9, if you have it. Okay, a little backstory on chapter 9. I'm not going to read it all. It's, it's, I'm going to have time. So I'm just going to hit and miss. It was a guy that Jesus met that was blind. Um, he wanted to be relieved of his blindness and... and, and um, Jesus took some saliva and some mud and he made like a mud pie, put it over his eyes and told him to go wash. The guy comes back. He, he tells him, he said, can you see? He said, he, he said yes. He said, I, I can see. He was instantly healed. So everyone kept wondering, was he the same guy that sat by the pool and was the beggar that begged for, for stuff? And everyone's like, yeah, that's the same guy. So then the talk came of, was he a sinful man before this? Because right now he's a wrong man. So they think, was he born like this or was he did a sin to have this because some people have the notion and, and it might be true but we're not gonna get into this because it's gonna deviate for the whole thing that when you sin that's when some people get sick they feel like the sickness comes from you doing something sinful okay like i said we're not gonna get into that but that's just the analogy that's going on right now and so they even asked the boy's parents to come in hey you know, was he born blind? He was like, yeah, he was born blind. He was like, you can ask for yourself. He's, he's grown. You know, that was in verse 22. So go on further down. The, the guy's aggravated. The family's aggravated because they're like, he's, he can see, you know, what's the point? Why are y'all bothering us? So we come all the way down to the verse that we need. Verse 35. When Jesus heard what happened, he found the man and asked, do you believe in the son of man? Verse 36. The man answered, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. Verse 37, you have seen, Jesus said, and he's speaking to you. Verse 38, yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. 39, then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Verse 40, some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him ask, are you saying we're blind? Verse 41, if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. You see what he said here? If you are blind, you wouldn't be guilty. If you don't know what you're doing, you're, you can't be found guilty of it. And Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Because you see, because the Pharisees know so much, 
they can see. So they're guilty of their sins. Can you imagine having a conversation with someone and all of a sudden you you say something like this and the person standing over there saying, are you saying I'm blind? Yes, I am. Jesus said, yes, I am. I am saying if you're blind, you wouldn't be guilty. But you remain guilty because you remain because you because you claim you could see just like that. <laughs> Jesus is cool. <laughs> He's so cool. But anyway, so Jesus is basically telling us right here that because, you know, because you have the wisdom, because you have the knowledge. I told you I, I talked to you. Lou. I'm just going to use myself as an example. I talked to you, Lou. I told you gossiping was a sin. I made it aware. I showed you this. I showed you that verse and you're still gossiping. Why are you gossiping when I've told you the truth? And you can see, you know, this is wrong. That's what he's saying now is some of our spiritual life. Some of us are continuing on this, this, this wild road of doing whatever we want. Because we're like, oh, I got grace. I got grace. Yes, you got grace. What he says here, but you're not blind anymore. You can totally see. You're not blind. You can see because you know. So yeah, you can, you can rely on grace because we have it. But don't wear out your grace. That's what Paul even said. He said, don't wear out your grace. Don't do that. But some of us do. We wear it out because we're like, oh, I got grace. It's fine. It's, it's cool, y'all. I, I slipped up. It's cool. I got grace. Yes, you have grace. But not for you to continue to go in the way that you're going. You're going down a wow road if you continue to go down that path and not stop and say, hey, this is damaging my relationship with God. So, yeah, you do have grace, but you're damaging your relationship with God. You're creating a bridge between you and him because you pick doing sin over, let me get this right. Let me stop lusting. Let me stop drink over and being drunk. Let me uh, stop seeking other things for peace. Let me stop getting my eyes filled. Let me start getting my heart filled with him. You, you see what I'm saying? You have to pick this or that. This or that. Are you going to let the sin you know ruin your relationship? Ruin the grace and, and ruin that grace, but ruin... This relationship that you're building with, will you let that ruin it? Will you let that itty bitty sin ruin it? When you can say, okay, let me stop. Let me get a hold of this. And the only way to get a hold of sin is to ask God for help. Because we don't have the strength to do it because we're made of the flesh. We'll fall each time. When you see people that have been sober for 15, 20 years, they might think they're doing it on their own strength. They're not. They're doing it with God. They cannot even know God, but they're doing it with God. God gave them the strength to do it because our flesh is weak. Because we want to do what we want to do. And we, we constantly say, oh, I got free will. I can do what I want. Everyone's about free will. Everyone's about doing what they want to do, saying what they want to say, loving who they want to love. But let me tell you something. The mountain that you're climbing, do you want to spiritually die on that mountain? Is that the mountain you want to pick to stay on? Because some mountains aren't worth climbing. Some things that you say that you want to do and can keep doing is not worth dying for spiritually. Because every day you commit that same sin. It's damaging your relationship with God. We have to choose what we want to do. Let's go to verse. Um, let's actually look at our verses today. Let's go to James um, 1, 14 through 15. 
I'm going to read it out of the NIV because I like how the NIV words it. So James 1, 14 through 15, but each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desires. Then desires when he has conceived give birth to sin and sin when it's fully grown brings forth death. This verse was studied on five minutes with God. So if you want to go there after this, you can. Um, but I'm just going to touch bases with it. But each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desires. We are tempted by our own desires. We are lured away by our own desires. Okay. So let, let's stop right now. Let's, let's look at this. But each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desires. But each person is tempted and lured away by his own desires. When we sin, we are lured away by our own thoughts, our own ways, our own desires. Okay. Then it says, then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin. And sin when it's fully grown gives birth to death. When we sin, we give birth to sin. When we, yeah. when desire gives desire gives birth to sin so whatever you're doing if you sin you gave yourself over to desire it can see sin okay and then when sin is fully grown it gives birth to death because we're spiritually dying we're spiritually dead because we aren't stopping to say i don't want to do this anymore i want to keep giving birth to sin i want to keep having sin in my life when every day we need to avoid sin like it's a plague. We need to avoid sin like it's, it's after us of our life. And it is. The enemy is out to, to seek and destroy, destroy, excuse me. He's seeking who he may devour. One day, um, God was in heaven and here comes Satan. He's like, Satan, where you been? He's like, up and down the, the earth, seeking who I can devour. He's seeking out people. And when we continue to give ourselves over to sin, over to sin, over to sin, we're allowing him in. We're allowing him to have the foothold in our life. And the Bible tells us not to have let the enemy has a foothold in our life. We have to understand that when we do these things, we're allowing other sins to come in. When we allow lust to come in, jealousy, aggravation, aggression, we're allowing these things to come in. Anger rage you see what i'm saying it gives birth to other sin other spirits will start mingling in and coming in like okay what's this new place we're here okay so who won't stop lusting just use this example okay let me go get my friend aggravation let me get my friend jealousy let me get my friend uh perversion that's how people want it with so many spirits in them because they're opening the door close the door Close it and ask God to help you hold it close. And you don't have to hold it closed at all because once he's in, he rebuking and it go. But we have to be strong enough to say, I don't want this sin in my life. I don't want to be participant in the sin anymore because I don't want to conceive birth to sin. Okay, let's look at one more verse. This is Colossians 3, 5 and 6. I'm going to read it off the screen. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is adultery. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. This is put to death the things that are earthly, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires. Put to death these things. It means leave it alone. Stay away. Beware. Run away. Get away. Scat. But some of us won't put these things to death. We think, oh, it's okay to look. Oh, it's okay. Okay, I had adultery with someone. Yes, it's okay because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. 
But you know now, death, impurity, passions, evil desires, and covetous, and idolatry. You know these things are wrong now. So you can see. The moment you read it and you understand it, you see. You turn on the light in a dark room. You can pretend like you can turn it off. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't see. Let me turn it off. Because I, I'd rather turn it off so I won't be held accountable. But you read it. And in your heart, you know it. And because you know it, you can see. Okay? I'm going to end this right here. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember that whatever sin you're dealing with, you don't have to deal with it alone. We we choose to deal with sin ourselves because we're either too embarrassed or too lazy or whatever the case may be to ask. Or I can deal with this on my own, like me. I can do this on my own. But I realize in this walk, friends, I cannot handle sin. I cannot handle my flesh. I must go to God. I'm learning to depend on God for everything, and you have to do the same. He's the only one that's going to change what's going on with you because no one else can, okay? Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you, too. Remember to like, subscribe, and follow on any platforms. Remember to share with family member or friend. If you could, remember to share on your social media. Thank you. Be blessed.